When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, joined by Jason Shear. I'm Mike Luke. All right, Shear, we've got a ton to get to this show. Uh, we have a about – there were 10,000 football commitments yesterday, a little a little known fact. And uh, there was a, obviously a big one we're going to get to. We're going to talk about recruiting names that people need to know for Section 7 here in Phoenix, which we will be at right there. Bruce Pascoe is trying to play hard to get with us. Bruce, you won't. But first, Shear, Keona Wilhite commits to the University of Arizona. This was a massive get for the U of A for a variety of reasons. First of all, he's at a position of need. Second of all, it shuts down a recruitment that could have easily gone national quick sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, the you know, position of need, local kid, visited UCLA, uh, was supposed to visit Washington this weekend, and Arizona was able to convince him to cancel that visit. Um, really just a, a successful recruitment, and I think you hit the nail on the head. There's a very good chance it still becomes a national recruitment where he gets other offers, but for Arizona to get him to commit in June is a, is a pretty big deal. It's a huge deal, and on top of that, um, I've been uh, bothering people on your message boards, as I tend to do. All I'm going to say is this. I'm not saying anybody's better than anybody else, but I can assure you of this, that there wasn't a bigger priority on the defensive side of the football in this class. I'm not saying anybody's better than anybody else, I, but I will say there was not a bigger defensive priority for this Arizona football staff than Keona Wilhite. Yeah, I mean, the coaching staff loves him. They think he's underrated. Uh, they were ecstatic when he committed. Um, this is a guy that they view as a, as a real difference maker at the next level. May not happen right away, um, but the, he, it's a guy that they feel is going to have a very successful career at Arizona. And that's something that's been – listen, we've talked about it with Jed Fish for time and time again, that the one thing with Jed Fish is that if he's going to miss, he's going to miss big. This dude is massive. I don't know how else to quite put it, but uh, I have a – few friends on the coaching staff there and uh one of them texted me last year and he told me we just got a kid in here that i've never seen anybody that looks like this and he's taken to weights he's new to the game and you saw the uh the from the u of a big man camp and whatnot or the u of a uh, lineman camp where he was just absolutely annihilating people i mean this is a i would encourage people to go out to south point football games this year because you're going to see a d line that you generally don't see yeah, and, and the thing with him is like, so he's he's listed at six five, and I mean it's he's a big dude, and he could put on more weight. Like that's the scary thing is, you know, he's already got a pretty good amount of weight on him, um, but he could put on more weight. And when that happens, when he gets into a strength and conditioning program, like you know, with Tyler Owens and all that, uh, this kid is going to be massive. I mean, right. he he's physically he should be ready to play early in his career. All right. Now, moving on, we've got some other commitments. Obviously, we'll get back to Keona Wilhite and what that means for Elijah Rushing here in a little bit. That's called a tease. But um, 
Arizona gets a flurry of commitments yesterday. Three kids from Glendale, Apollo, a couple other kids. Um, not super highly rated guys, but they definitely fit into Jed Fish's mold, though, about how he wants big dudes, and it doesn't hurt that they're in state. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, starting with the the running back, Adam Muhammad, we have him way underrated. I mean, we have him at like 60th of the state. I know that's what people are looking at. That hasn't been updated in a while. He's going to go up a lot. And it goes back to what we say. Look at the other offers when they're a three-star. Um, and, and, you know, you, you take a look at Muhammad. He had an offer from Cal, Boston right. College, Iowa State. So it's, you know, he had legitimate offers. The two linemen to me – are the type of linemen that you want when you're going in state. And what I mean by that is you don't want these kids that are physically maxed out. Like right. there should be a little bit of rawness to their game. And, and I think that's where Matthew Lotto and, and Michael Watkins fit is there. You know, I, I think Watkins is probably a little more ready to contribute early on in his career, but with Lotto, you get him in a little bit better shape. And all of a sudden you have a guy that's huge. I mean, he's a, he's a big dude. And, and so those are two guys where um, it's, a, it's a little bit more of a projection, but Brendan Carroll has shown that he, he knows what he's doing when he brings in freshman and offensive linemen. Right. He's shown that he knows what he's doing. And on top of that, too, I mean, listen, when you got Tyler Owens, uh, when you had Tyler Owens in there, you also know that you're going to get somebody that, I mean, let's let's be honest here. He, he there's nobody better in the business than Tyler Owens. So I would imagine this is just a guess that they probably consult with Tyler Owens. They look at, you know, talk about body types and whatnot. And I think that he's probably looking and saying, yeah, I can do a lot of stuff with these type of kids. Sure, I believe you froze. I don't know why you froze right there, but uh, sure, you will unfreeze yourself. But in the meantime, while Sheer is looking to unfreeze himself, Steve Hernandez says controlling the line of scrimmage is key. Glad we were getting bigger players. Absolutely. Sheer is actually calling me. Sheer, just jump back in. Your power is it are you, is your power off? It's it's resetting. All right, I'll take care of it. All right, that is called his internet just went off, but it's resetting. So I will take over in the meantime, Sheer. Hop back in there in just a second. Um, but that's the key, though, with these guys. Like you said, Adam Muhammad has some legitimate offers. And if you're going to go with in-state kids that are not necessarily – the uh, the biggest in the are the uh, the highest rated in the world. Then you're going to want to go for guys that have the kind of frame to be able to put on some size right there. Now, Elijah Rushing, that's what everybody brings up next. Elijah Rushing, top ten player in the nation. Um, Arizona's going to be in this one right here. Now, I'm not saying that Arizona's going to uh, to get Elijah Rushing because again, Elijah Rushing can go to absolutely any school that he wants to, but. Arizona has done its due diligence right there. You brought his brother in. You've recruited him as most as much as you can. And that's the key thing right here with Jed Fish is that he's, uh, again, not going to leave any stone unturned right here. And Elijah Rushing is, um, I would say that he and uh, Keona Wilhite are buddies. There's a uh, Keona Wilhite is probably at South Point because of Elijah Rushing and some of the, you know, um, and what uh, – seen each other at camps and whatnot and what they were able to do. So that is a obviously a big, big deal right there. And with some of the other commits that Arizona got, obviously got a yeah, def defense player out of Texas. Kind of the same thing, though. Again, I'm, I'm at the point, though, where I'm just going to trust the coaching staff's evals on this because it's not like it's Kevin Sumlin. Like in the past, Kevin Sumlin, Rich Rod, whoever, uh, whatever the case may be, 
those were the guys that mm, you didn't really get any uh you didn't really get players that were highly rated nor did you ever show really any capacity to be able to get you know those players Arizona though right now has shown that they can bring in dudes who are they can bring in dudes and they can they can bulk them up and they can get them into the capacity with which where they need you look at Wendell Moe you look at Jonas Sabanea. You look at, again, on the defensive line. You look last year. You already had Jacob Kangaika. You had Tai Tai Uyagalele already hopping in there and making that as well. So, again, that's uh, this was a massive get, though, for Arizona because I will say that um, – I will say that uh, Arizona right now um, got the player that was at the top of their board. Now, again, I'm not saying that there weren't co-players at the top of their board, but I will say that he was the player that was at the top of the board. Look who has decided to join us again right here. Jason Shear, after not Utah fans knocking out his power and his internet, Shear is back. Shear, hello. I hope it stays on this time. It was really weird. Sorry. All right. That was weird because you froze right there. We don't like when you freeze. Um, But I went on then to talk a little bit about what this could mean for Elijah rushing. And my thing is this, is that Arizona will be in this till the end. They might not get him. Not They could get him. They might not get him. But they put their best foot forward right there. And not only that, like the, the family, I can tell you, has been or you know, they they definitely know that Arizona would really like Elijah Rushing to be there, which is kind of a uh, a departure from previous coaching staffs. Yeah, I mean, we've had local kids that kind of list Arizona just to kind of blow smoke and, you know, hey, I'll do you a favor, but I'm not going to your school. Uh, this right. is different. Like, there's a very real chance. And again, like you said, I'm not guaranteeing the kid goes to Arizona. He could very well wind up somewhere else. But the interest in Arizona is real. I mean, he right. absolutely – is seriously considering Arizona. They have absolutely prioritized him and and made it known how you know high of a target he is on their boards. This is a, a very real recruitment. It's a very real recruitment. Also, and when you get a, a top 10, top 15 player, it's just the way it is right now. You got to pay him. I know it feels weird saying that just like publicly, but you know, dudes like this get paid right now. So you're also going to find out, uh, you're going to find out how deep Arizona's pockets are here because again, when I tell you that this kid can go to Oregon, Alabama, wherever he wants, I'm not lying. He can go to Oregon, Alabama, wherever he wants, and he will get compensated for his uh, for his time there, Sheer. Yeah, and Arizona's not going to pay as much as those schools. It's just not in the budget. But you got to come pretty close. Like you can't right. be like you know half or or you know less than that. You got to be able to to put forward a respectable offer and. Uh, it's wild that we even discuss this. Like, oh, you got to pay a kid in order for him to come to right. school. And it's legal now. But, I mean, that's the way, you know, Elijah Rushing, I, I don't know if money is the most important thing to him. But if you're Arizona, it's almost like a respect thing. You can't just be like, oh, we're offering you this. And then you look to Oregon and they're offering you 10 times that. Um, you right. got to figure out a way to narrow that gap. Connor Johnson hopping in here right now with some stuff we're going to get to right here. We see you Oregon State fans here, you secret admirers. You Clint Moses, a member of the Back the A movement, even though he's got an Oregon State uh, beaver right there. But Clint Moses, we support you. But you know what else we support here? Mountain Mike's Pizza. Now, Mountain Mike's Pizza, again, 
To clarify, I am not Mountain Mike. Many people think I am. They are wrong. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa Chandler or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up. Check it out. Oracle and Wetmore right there. Mountain Mike's Pizza. All kinds of really, really good stuff going on right there. And Tap and Bottle. The Tap and Bottle Watch Parties. As we've talked about, Scott and Rebecca do a great job. Salt of the earth. Great environment, family environment, or to go or night out with the guys. Go down to downtown or the northwest location. Either way, trust me, you will not be disappointed by what they have to offer right there. Tap and bottle, tap and bottle downtown or the northwest side. All right, Sheer, let's talk a little bit of a. Uh, we're going to get back to some football here in a minute, but let's talk a little bit of Arizona basketball recruiting right here. Something that Oregon State fans would never have any interest in. Um, Section, section seven is going to be awesome right now. First of all, there's actual names that we know that we're going to be looking at right here. It starts early, though. It starts with Coa Pete, Gilbert Perry. You are notorious for being skeptical of Gilbert Perry kids. Coa Pete is not one of these, though. Coa Pete is a lot like Elijah Rushing, and he's, he's been on the uh, national radar for a long time. He'll be able to go wherever he wants, but Arizona is recruiting him as such. Yeah, I mean, Arizona's prioritized him. Uh, they'll be at every single one of his games in some fashion. He's a guy where, you know, you, you keep an eye on on how he's improved. Uh, you know, he made USA uh, team. He's he's just he's, he's really good. And you know, you do. There, there's always some questions about you know competition level and all that. But then when he goes against better competition, there's no drop off with his skill. He's still really really good. And so he he's a guy that Arizona clearly wants and is doing pretty well with. There are some folks out there that uh, say the Coa Pete, um, they wonder against a good competition because they say when he drives to the basket against good players, he generally just gets fouled and doesn't finish the shot or that his upside is limited. These people are wrong, Sheer. Now, again, maybe he's not a top five player, but this is absolutely an NBA player right here that everybody wants. And the schools that pretend not to want him are coming up with reasons for that, Sheer. I mean, he's a mismatch nightmare because he can play like a wing power forward. Um, you know, he's, he's if you guard him with a four, he's too fast. If you guard him with a three, he's too strong. And there's nothing wrong with getting fouled every time you touch the ball. I mean, that's that's a compliment. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, he look, he, there's no guarantees and progression and recruiting and all that. But um, you don't just skip him. Like he's he's a legitimate recruit with with a very bright future, and he's a guy that. Uh, you, you feel confident about. Keep in mind, at the same point, though, before Shear turned on Dylan Anderson, Dylan Anderson was rated as a top 10 player around the same stage, Shear, before you turned on him. You're not going to turn on Coa Pete like you turned on Dilly A, are you? I still remember I watched Dylan Anderson. There was a tournament in Phoenix. It was a different one with an assistant from Arizona, and he called Dylan Anderson the franchise. That's how good Dylan was at the time. He was draining threes. He was posting up over dudes. Um, a lot of it is progression. Like, I don't know, you know, with Dylan, how much better he got from that moment. But Ooh, at that moment, right there, Sheer. No, no, but at that moment, like, you can tell when a kid, you know what I mean? Like, you can tell when a kid is good or not. Like, Dylan right. has skills. You just have to be able to translate it and all that. It's it's similar to Koa. Like, you can watch Koa and you go, like, okay, that kid has it. And we've seen recruits that are highly rated, me and you, and we're like, we don't get it. Like, right. I don't, you know. And so – um, Cody, don't get it. It. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Now we've got 
Uh, we got Tunde and we've got Cam Holmes then at 115. Tunde is an interesting guy right here. Again, top 15 player, built like a man out of California, 6'6, 215, 220. Didn't play well in front of Arizona initially, but then he rebounded well and he showed why he's a top 15 player. He will be going against Cam Holmes on court four. We will be there along with Bruce Pascoe. Are you giving away my whole schedule I sent you? What's that? Just those two games. Just those two. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tunde is one of those guys that I think people are going to be torn on because that means you're torn on him. Well, I like I, I, he plays. He can play for me any day because he plays really hard. He's aggressive. He rebounds well. But there's parts to his game where I don't think he's six six. I think he's closer to six four. So he's did you see there? There's a YouTube video where he's standing next to. Uh, I want to say it's like Giovanni Ruff or it's something like that. And they literally look the exact same size. We're yeah, the-, the difference is that today is a man. Like he's 220 pounds of pure muscle. And so guys in high school are not going to be able to guard him. You know, he, he reminds me, he's not as good, but he reminds me of like Stanley. I knew you were going there. I was right on Stanley. You were wrong. Right. And Stanley in high school was a man. He couldn't guard him. And he was good at Arizona. I think he was better than people give him credit for. But he wasn't, I think, you know, what people thought he could be. Tunde is is similar to that, is how does that translate to college? Now, his shot has gotten better, but that's still his biggest weakness. If that shot comes around and becomes consistent, he's a monster. We're also excited to see Carter Bryant. Carter Bryant at Centennial High. Um, Carter Bryant got a little bit of flack, not from me, but a little bit of flack in June for being a little passive out there. Carter Bryant has reignited the uh, fury as to why people knew that he was such a good player. Absolutely killed it in his first outing with Centennial. Those highlights have gone viral. Very excited to see Carter Bryant this weekend as well. Yeah, he, he played really well. That team is loaded. Uh, they're always well coached. There's other talent on that team. They have a, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. They have a 2026 kid who's really good. They have Eric Freeney, who's probably going to wind up at UCLA. Um, it, it is a, a pretty loaded team, and they're playing against really good competition. This is a, for me, I mean, I, I like Carter Bryant no matter what happens, but for me, this is a big weekend for Carter where he could kind of say, okay, like I'm back. Like EYBL was just kind of a one off. Yes, I would I would agree with that entirely. And there's a reason too that Carter Bryant is viewed was viewed the way that he is. And I'm interested to see if he plays like that again. I'll tell you this: if he continues to play like that and he's aggressive, he'll go right back into that top five to seven range right there. The only thing holding Carter Bryant back, again, I don't want to say is Carter Bryant, but when he is aggressive, when he is focused, there's nobody better. Well, there are probably a player or two, but very few players are better than him. Yeah, when he's aggressive and looking for his own shot. He's awesome. I mean, he did right. it at Section Seven last year, and we watched him. And we're like, okay, this is this is an this, easy offer. This is right? easy, right? Like, right. And then he did it. He's done it before in EYBL. He just hasn't looked for his shot. And maybe there were some off-court distractions or other things. But he's at Centennial, and, and last week at Cali Live, which was a really good tournament, he killed it. He killed it against some of the best competition in, in a state with a lot of good competition. So I'm really curious to see how he plays this weekend. And there's a lot of other guys, too. Obviously, some West Coast guys right there. LZ Harrington. Braden Burries, my guy. I hope Arizona offers Braden Burries. I like him a great deal right there. And I think that I know that body type's a little odd. Doesn't matter to me. I would offer him. I think he's very good, Sheer. Join the wagon. Would you uh, offer him as well? Yeah. I mean, this is a big weekend for him, right? Because uh, I, I think that he, he's gotten a lot of offers already. But that body, it's very compact. It's almost physically maxed out. And so you got to wonder – 
you know, but look, you look at guys like I could say the same thing about Kylan Boswell. And I think Kylan Boswell is better than Brace. But if you watch Kylan Boswell in high school, you didn't even talk about his body because it was like, that's who he is. And that's, and he's got the strong. And there's guys that are just able to be <laughs> successful. And, and Brace is one of these guys that Arizona's going to watch. And um, there's a few others where, you know, they're, they're probably playing for an early offer. Who has more upside right here, Braden Burries or Conrad Martinez? Uh, Burries does. By the way, uh, Conrad Martinez is on the preliminary Spain roster for the U18 FIBA. So if he makes it, will you give me a little credit? There's 18 guys, 12 make it. Um, that team is going to win, too. That team is loaded. The whole list of players is just ridiculous. Well, we, but what if Philly B goes off for 20, uh, 20 per game for uh, the U19 Serbian team? I need Philly to make it. They're in the same. Like, so all these teams, America is like the only one that's cut their list so far from 18. Right. Like, you know, Boswell's on the team. I need guys like Philly B and Conrad Martinez to make to, to make these teams. And keep in mind, we've got a fun bet going with Conrad Martinez and Philly B right here. We're going to be very interested to see how this plays out right here. Now. Who would be the best? Would Conrad Martinez or Philly B be the best player at Oregon State this coming year? Uh, yeah. Or I don't know. I don't even know who's on Oregon State's roster, and I'm usually pretty good with that. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to you guys. We'll get to you Oregon State fans here in a second. But I am happy though that Tommy Lloyd is doing this. Though again, we have names. We have people that we can look at that we know that they're actively recruiting. This is good stuff. By the way, Sheer. Oh, actually, maybe I should get to a read real quick, and then we'll get back to it because I got a couple other things right now that uh, we should talk about. But first, hold on. Where did I put this? Oh, yeah, we got. Uh, yeah, let's go with the four peaks. We got five peaks right now at uh, at the U of A. Four plus one. They'll always be in the mix right there. But just like four peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out. Four peaks. And again, all kinds of good stuff going on right there. Check out Four Peaks Brewer, Four Peaks Pub. To keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery, you must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. And OGs, oh, Sheer, are you still having a, a hard time sleeping at night? Uh, not since I was introduced to OGs. All right. There we go right there. OGs. Check it out. OGs. It'll help you sleep. It'll help people like Sheer who are insomniacs, who are up late fighting with Utah fans on Twitter. We'll get to you guys. But first, OGs. Check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com and on their Instagram at OGsBrands. You all must be uh, – you can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or up uh, to purchase right there. Um now, Clint Moses right there. We uh, we take pride in not knowing the Oregon State basketball roster. Nobody knows the Oregon State basketball roster right there. What was the last four-star kid that Oregon State got? Uh, was the small forward uh, four-star kid? Uh, Grace Tinkle was a top 100 kid. Stevie Thompson yeah, was a top 100 kid, top 50 kid. Notice, the, like, they're the kids. Like, the way they got <laughs> like, like – Land of your kids doesn't count. I'm looking now. They have no commitments in 24. I'm going to find this out. All right, you're going to find. When was the last four-star commitment from an order? This is great live stream TV right now, and we embrace it right here. LOL at Tinkle right there. Well, I got to look at their, their top recruits, right? Because they Yeah, don't... you're going to have to go back a ways to find uh, this. The last one they landed was Ethan Thompson in 2017. All right, Coach's kid. Dude, their list. <laughs> and they Okay, this is all-time commits. They've only landed six four-star players ever. Yeah. Two of them are the Thompsons, and one of them is Tinkle. Yeah, that's you not good. 
you're gonna you're gonna think about it. class of 06 before the thompsons was the highest player ever let's have a quiz who is it you know it i know you know it i believe in you 06 who seth tarver oh seth tarver i like seth tarver six four seth tarver yeah, um, my brother Sean Tarver. Uh, I know the highest rated recruit to ever go to Oregon State, though Corey Benjamin back in 1996. That was before the uh, rankings era. McDonald's All American court from Fontana, California, right there. So that's for you, are you Oregon State fans? Um, but uh, back to Arizona, back to real basketball here for a minute. Um, I, uh, I'm curious to see how this uh, this 2024-25 class plays out. Because, again, you already got Carter. You already got Jamari Phillips in there. How many more domestic players do you try to go with, knowing that there will always be two international players in the fold right there? Oh, Jared Cunningham right there. I do apologize. Uh, Jared Cunningham is a good player. Um, Roberto Nelson. Roberto Nelson. Dude, we're just naming greats after greats. Joe Burton. Um, what's that? Joe Burton is up there as well. Joe Burton, big Joe Burton right there. We like Joe Burton. Um, uh, you know, with, with, I don't know if they're going to take any more domestic players. Because you could theoretically, here's the crazy thing about it. Uh, Jacob Franklin, the great Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up the roster again, this nifty little roster we're going to keep working with here. Um, you've got everybody on this roster right here could theoretically, outside of Kashad Johnson, come back. Everybody on here, we got to add Paul M to this mix, obviously. But everybody else on here could come back, sure. Yeah, and the thing to me is, like, I have yet to see a 2024 guy that Arizona would be able to land where I go, oh, man, they have to offer. I you haven't seen that Cody Williams out there. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just – it's. I wonder where Cody Williams this year is going to be in Section 7. Uh, but it, it's – Do you think we'll see his guy, dad? I hope so. But there's not a guy out there where I'm like – like, you know, EYBL, I didn't see it. Um, when I'm making my list of players at section seven, there's no 2024 guy like Arizona has the best two guard in Jamari Phillips. It has the best four guy in Carter Bryant, like point guard situation is pretty solid. We already know there's plenty of posts on Arizona's roster and they could clearly just go overseas and land another one. Um, and then if a bunch of guys come back, I, I just, I don't really see that many 24 guys out there that Arizona's probably anxious to offer. I'm I'm very excited, though, to see the possibility, again, if you could sneak two years out of Carter Bryant and Jamari Phillips, because if you could sneak two years out of those guys, then I think you're looking about a team that's going to go into the uh, t- season, preseason top five every single year. I love Bryant and Phillips as NBA guys, but – Again, both their camps know exactly what they're doing. They could go, obviously, after a year. But I, if you stay two years, you're a guaranteed uh, you're a guaranteed very high pick. And on top of that, you could win a lot of games at the University of Arizona. I mean, there's so many guys that are being recruited now in high school that have already made their decision about when they're going to the NBA. And it right. doesn't matter how they play after their first year of college. They're going. And they're not going to get drafted or they're going to be in a bad spot. I think Jamari Phillips and Carter Bryant are surrounded by enough good people where that's not going to happen. If they're not ready to declare for the draft, if there's a benefit to coming back for another year, they're going to do it. Right. And, and, and I don't question that. Look, they may have outstanding seasons and it just makes sense to go. But um, it, there's a very real possibility that both those guys are, are back for another year. 
All right, now the question, great question right here uh, from Shar uh, Fred. Who plays the most behind Ballo at the five right there? I think ideally Henry gets those minutes right there. I'd like to say Dylan Anderson, but I think that Henry probably gets those minutes right there because Henry is the one player on the team that can block shots. Now, maybe Mount Crevos can, but we don't really know if he can block shots or not. I am uh, – um, or alter shots. I think Henry is, if Henry makes that jump, I think Henry's got the highest upside out of those dudes. To me, the biggest competition on the entire roster might be Henry versus Crevis. Because if Crevis hey, ends wait up. Wait a second. You forgot a name. And Dylan. And Dylan. Because if, if Crevis turns out to be better than Henry, maybe you play Henry at the four. I do think they're going to play Henry some at the four. But it's it's not a good sign for the trajectory of Henry's career if he gets beat out by Crevis. Right. Um, and so that to me is, I think if you're the coaching staff, you want Henry to beat out Crevis because Crevis isn't coming in with the mentality that he's going to play 20 minutes a game. It's okay, I'm going to develop. It may take a few years, so be it. If Henry isn't able to gain um, gain minutes this season, he's. I mean, I don't want to say he's done at Arizona, but it becomes a lot difficult uh, in his career it's not a it's not a great sign for it yes we'll agree, uh, we will agree on that all right now let's talk a little conference realignment here because that's why our oregon state fans are here our secret admirers first of all though i don't understand why utah fans are so why are they so gung-ho on the pac-12 right here utah fan you will be good in any conference in football right there trust me on this one it's just weird how they act too. Like I don't even mention Utah, and like they they go nuts. Like I like it's like they attack. They're like me a pack of wild geese. I know. Like their message board has a thread right now. You should go to it later where they're just killing me. And uh, it's, it's probably it's deservedly so, but well, a little bit. But um, you know, I think the mentality with Utah is they work so hard to get in the Pac-12, and they don't care. They don't care about the money or anything like that. Um, you know, as far as they're concerned, they probably love to see Oregon and Washington leave because it means that they're the best team uh, in the conference. And I think that Utah's worked hard to get to the Pac-12, so they're kind of like, screw everything else. How are we at this point now with a TV deal where there's numbers that are being now thrown around? First of all, there's been no no numbers publicly put out there. There's been some numbers. Uh, there is nothing. Here's here's my question for Oregon State fan, for Washington State fan. Who is the who is going to be the distributor for these deals for the uh, for Pac-12 revenue right now? I don't believe for a second that you have to add SMU and San Diego State because they want more of this. Uh, they want more inventory. I don't believe that for a second. But my question is, who is it? Because everybody you hear from, the people, they're like so and so's out, so and so's out. Where are is where is this TV deal coming from, Sheer? Yeah, I mean, that's the big question. Like, the rumor is they're going to get a deal and all that, but where? Where is it coming from? And and so it, it's like, it, it sounds great. You want to tell me they're making $30 million, You want to tell me they're making $25 million, But where? Like, every unless everyone is just completely off, right? Um, I just don't know where it's coming from. Like, right. and, and it's not just me making up. Like, I literally don't know where it's coming from. And is there anything in Klievkov or the Pac-12 presidents, we exclude Bobby Robbins here, we like Bobby Robbins, but is there anything that shows you that these guys are on the cutting edge, that they haven't trick up their sleeve that nobody knows about? Is there anything in these guys' backgrounds, especially Klievkov, that leads you to believe this? Anything? No. <laughs> it's like, it's, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, like, we said this before off air, like, if, 
if the Pac-12 gets this done, if George gets this done, we will absolutely give him credit. He is. I will say, George Klievkov, I've been making fun of you. I will continue to make fun of you, but you know what? Good work. Yeah, hats off because we didn't expect this, and you knew what you were doing the whole time, maybe. But uh, you still, you still get a deal, and and look, he, he deserves credit if he gets it done. I just don't, and this isn't even an insult on him. I don't know where it's coming from. Right, and nobody knows where it is too, and they're a, they're a heck of a poker player if they're able to actually do something like that now. Um, with uh, uh, Pete Thamel had an interesting article the other day about uh, about Colorado, about the Big 12 and whatnot. Um, let's talk about SMU and how they factor into this. I don't understand the SMU thing because supposedly it brings in the Texas market. Do you know anybody in Texas that cares about SMU? Do you know anybody, period, that cares about SMU? Uh, no, I've met more Oregon State fans than I have SMU fans. That's for you, Oregon State fans. Way more Oregon State. Have you seen found one guy on Twitter that is a diehard SMU fan? Yeah, they're very mean. You found SMU fans on Twitter? Well, they go at me. They attack me because I, I say that their school has no value to the conference. And then they're really mean to me. Oh, speaking of value to the conference, the Oregon, this this San Diego State stuff is absolutely fantastic, though. This story right here. Essentially, sheer the leverage for <laughs> San Diego State is essentially gone at this point. Yeah, I don't know who was advising them during this whole process, but I don't know what they're doing. Like, they're going to get sued, and they're going to lose. And that's why they're saying, oh, no, this isn't our notice of resignation. And the conference is like, sure it is. Like, there's a legit chance if if the Mountain West goes through with this, on July 1st, San Diego State doesn't have a conference. Right. And (laughs) – uh, Steve Hernandez, Chief is an SMU loser. <laughs> I can see Chief thinking SMU is an awesome school for sure. Um, all right. T. Burns says, my sister went to SMU. Her husband went to SMU. All of their friends went to SMU. None of them care about SMU. I'm saying this is a That's family. Thing cool like, I, I know people through others like, you know, mutual friends or whatever that have gone to SMU. But you would never know it. Like, they're not diehard repping SMU. They're not SMU. back in the A like we're back in the A with SMU. And, and and I always like the argument from SMU fans. It's like, hey, we were rocking in the 80s. Like, when if we have a Craig winner. James? We'll, yeah, if we'll, if we'll have a uh, – if we have a winner, we'll come out and, and support them, just like the Cowboys. It's like, but if you don't have a winner, you know, what? like, there's no – I think people assume – and I don't even assume this for the Big 12 – like, I think SMU fans assume, and so does San Diego State, that if they go to the Pac-12, they're going to become some dominant program. Right. I mean, now, it, it, it's just not how it works. No. You will compete with Oregon State and Washington State in hoops, and you will, uh, you know, just, again, nothing uh, nothing personal right there. Oh, by the way, TLN says, Dalen Terry, Justin Kyer, Jamari, and AZ Compass Coach are all on campus. Sheer and I have been talking about this all week, asking how this was possible. We figured out that it was possible because – you're not actually practicing there. You're there at an open workout. Yeah, the coaches can't be present, basically. Right. And so but that that's how that is. But I like that though. I like having Compass on. I like having Compass on camp or Compass on Yeah, and, and we both confirmed uh, I just was on the phone confirming some players, but for those that are coming to section seven uh, Jamari will not be playing this weekend. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm bummed about that one. But you know what? Either way, Jamari is in. Jamari is back in the A. That's all that we really care about. And I'll, I'll, I'll get you some more. Uh, it, Elijah Williams is not playing this weekend and is obviously expected to move 
uh, to Detroit and go to high school there to play his basketball. So, man, we'll you talk about his, his dad. Talk about failing up right there, man. You get that kind of deal right there. Good on Monty Williams, man. Yeah. So I don't know how that'll impact the recruitment, if at all. But he's he's now a no right. longer an in-state recruit. TJ Van Marder says their football attendance is pitiful. Sal Point gets more fans at their game. I agree with that. I do think that. Also. You uh, let's see here. What should we uh, what should we read here next? Eh, let's do illegal Pete's. Sheer, when was the last time you ordered illegal Pete's food? It's been a little bit, but I've heard good things, Mike. All right, dude. Illegal Pete's is very very good, right there. Sheer's good friend Brad Alice has gotten illegal Pete's before and sticks by it as well. So again, kick off your uh, week with Margarita Monday at Illegal Pete's, exclusive to Arizona locations. Three dollar margs all day Monday. Nothing brightens up that Monday mood more than soaking up the sun with a few margaritas. And don't forget about Taco Tuesdays. Two dollar tacos all day every day Tuesday. Enjoy your favorite chicken, pork, and veggie tacos for just two bucks. So swing by the start uh, start of your uh, start off your week the right way at illegal Pete's right there and octane raceway let's say that you're like sheer and you got a bunch of munchkins running around the house but you know what they're getting a little bit older up there and they want to be doing stuff that's fun that's where octane raceway comes into play right there check it out um, book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Cart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks. Tons of different events throughout the summer. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com. Utah fans, you might be able to find Sheer up there in the axe throwing. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. I was going to say, we're not going to give them any ideas right there. Um, so now I, oh, I want to talk about the schedule a little bit. We got the uh, schedule updated right here. Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up this uh, schedule again. The um, sheer, this is awesome. Inject all of this into my veins right here. I think Arizona right now is going to possibly, I think Arizona, I don't know exactly who they're going to beat, but I think they go, I'm going to say they go three and two in these five games. What say you, Sheer? Uh, yeah, I would say three and two. I, I think Duke is extremely difficult to go in there and win. And then and he, even though I don't like Purdue, it's still an away game and, and Alabama's good. Yeah, let's go three and two. Four and one would it shock me? Five and one would shock me. Or five. Well, and well, five and one. But Tommy Gunn's teams generally play out of conference very, very, very well though at as well though this year. Yeah, and here's the deal: like you have the biggest games there, rightfully so. But there's other games like at Southern. Going to a place like that is not easy, as we saw with Colorado. Right. Um, you know that place is it's a difficult trip. Belmont is generally a good team. They just signed them. Like mm -hmm. even the the bad teams, quote unquote bad teams on Arizona's schedule are pretty good. Like this schedule is is insane. That's what we'd like to see though from the big. Or if that's what we'd like to see though, continuing. Maybe it's just getting you ready for the Big Twelve right there. Sheer, just throwing that out there right there. I, I like my conspiracy theory where Arizona go beats Wisconsin, Purdue, Michigan State, UCLA, and USC goes five and zero against the Big Ten and gets a gets an invite. My favorite thing, though, and nobody enjoys giving Sheer a harder time than I do, but at the same time, my favorite thing, though, is when people go on there saying that you predicted Arizona to move to the Big 12. You have never once predicted Arizona to move to the Big 12. This is correct. No, and that's been, that's been on, like, Twitter all day, too. Like, you've been wrong this whole time. And then I go, well, what have I been wrong on? And they can't answer. You yeah. said they're going to the Big 12. Nope, never did. You said that this board meeting, nope, just linked it. Like, it's not. I And you know, I am super skeptical they're going to the Big 12. Oh, I know. Sheer has said from day one that he'll believe the uh, the Pac-12 presidents get this one right when he sees it. Because, again, um, 
it makes the most sense to go to the big uh, the pack or the Big Twelve. That's why Shear is skeptical of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the easiest move. Just like expanding was the easiest move years ago. So of course they didn't do it. Like they, well, I mean, you got to keep you got to keep USC happy. They make thank God they make things so much more difficult than it needs to be. Right. All right. When do the Lithuanians get? When do the Lithuanians get on campus? TLN. Good question, right there, TLN. I actually don't know that one. I'm not sure, but I do know that Morawskis pulled out of the the international competitions because I saw him. that. I kind of wonder if he's going to be here for session two. I don't know that, that for a fact. That would be my guess, and I think he's engaged or married, and I know he has a kid, so I might just bring the whole family here and and get acclimated this summer. I'll find that out though. You want to know how Sheer knows this because he follows all these kids on Instagram. Yes. All right. Polly M, if you've seen Sheer on there, Sheer Scoop following you right there, just know that uh, he's only doing this for recon reasons. That same thing with you and Dylan. It's just recon. No, but Dylan's Dylan, I just happened to walk by though. Oh, listen here. Philly B gonna learn from Jokic on the Serbian team and become a beast. What do you think about that, Sheer? Bird and uh, McHale? <laughs> Can you imagine a Philly? I just all I want is for Philly to average like 20 points a game and become like a Serbian legend. Dude, a Serbian legend. But then we worry about him going pro overseas then. And then you still lose because Philly would go pro and Conrad would play. Do we get a disclaimer if one of them plays in the NBA? Uh, yeah, that's automatic W. Can you imagine if Conrad Martinez or Philly B made the NBA? That'd be fantastic. That's an automatic W. Even if it's a <laughs> contract, you whoever, that, yeah, that's a win. Uh, all right, we got a. Uh, we're gonna sign off here. I'm gonna be heading up to Phoenix Friday with Sheer. We're gonna be doing a podcast at seven o'clock. Probably just me, maybe not Sheer. If Sheer wants to be there, because Sheer is going to be doing the late games as well, most likely. Or are you not? I gotta look at my. Yeah, look at no. your schedule right now. Uh, at seven thirty, Jason Crow and Elsie Harrington play. So yeah, I'll be doing the late games. All right, champ. Well, you know what? No rest for the weary right there. But before we sign off, Sheer, where can they find you? WildcatAuthority.com. We're doing a 50% off sale at Jason Shear on Twitter, as long as you're nice. And then the Wildcat Scoop podcast with my wife, Shelby, and I. All right. Utah fans, you know where to find him. Oregon State. Again, Oregon State fans, I tip my cap to you guys. I appreciate you, Clint Moses. And they, I, do you, now let me ask you this. Do you think that when they say they're backing the A, are they saying that ironically, or do you think they really back the A? I think Oregon State fans clearly back the A. They're living vicariously. I get it. I yeah. get it. You know what? We we welcome all comers right here. Jack Murphy as well. We have Jack Murphy on record as he was walking by a Circle K, by the way. Oh, hey, you want to see something cool? Check this out. This is how deep we are in with Circle K. What? Does it have a, is there I have a Circle K battery right here. Oh, it's a bat? I thought it was lipstick. Oh, well, no. Not that stat. No. Now, leave that for Ben. But uh, – <laughs> The Circle K battery, though. Look at this, man. Wow. Wow. My my thermostat went out, so I had to go buy some batteries, and they asked me if I wanted Energizer or Circle K batteries, and I said, yeah, right, with the Energizer, Circle K. What a silly question that is. (laughs) Duh. All right, Shear, we'll talk with you soon. For Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. We appreciate all of your comments, as always. The great Jacob Franklin, who was not seen nor heard, we appreciate you as well. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Keona Wilhite coming on at 1230. So uh, shoot me some Twitter questions if you want. We'll talk about it. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.